Welcome to Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy, a podcast that showcases people you may not know who are choosing to use their gifts to inspire and move the planet. Thank you so much for joining us on Straight Out of Savannah. I am super, super excited. I have my guest Carlos Henry here, and this is his second time on. So I'm so grateful to see him and talk to him. And he's written an amazing book, and I'm sure that he's going to share about it. But right now, he's going to tell you who he is and what it is that he does. So, Carlos, take it away. How you guys doing? I'm Carlos Henry, uh, the CEO and founder of Winners Win LLC, um, and I am a motivational speaker and personal development coach who helps young minority professionals and startup businesses achieve their goals in a quarter at a time. So um, that's pretty much me and what I do. <laughs> oh, that is so powerful. So what what took you on that journey? Well, um, what took me on a journey and, you know, I talked about in the book, we were kind of discussing a little bit about uh, the book before, you know, we started recording and yeah. stuff, but yeah, no, it, it was definitely a journey, right? I had to grow up pretty fast. Um, and, you know, the thing you hear a lot when you're a kid is it's not your fault, right? Yeah, no, it's okay. It's not your fault. Um, you can't choose the light. You know I mean, your parents, cause it's not your fault up till, you know, 18 or whatever, but I still felt like my situation, I still could control it, even if I was 18 or not, if I was a kid or not. So I would say my motivational journey started all the way back with, it might have started when I was born, honestly, really, because as you know, my name used to be Michael, uh, and my name got changed to Carlos. Uh, I don't know, it's in the book too, You might it might be later on, I might have spoiled it. I was some. like, how did that work? <laughs> yeah, so um, just seeing how uh, much my parents went through and how much things was going on that kind of like got me I felt like that all built up to make me into the man I am today and then when I started getting you know more into adulthood that's when I really had to decide that I'm not going to live the life that my parents had or the life that I was given uh getting up to that point and that's what really kind of sparked me into it um but the moment that really actually did it was um and I talked about this in chapter one was I had a, my first mentor, his name was Duran Highland. We call him Tink. And he was just at the gym. He was just a basketball trainer, right? Like, well, that's what I thought he was. I thought all he was is a basketball trainer. We were at the, uh, what we call the police athletic league. Um, It's in Delaware. And I was working out. He kind of noticed me, noticed that I worked hard or whatever. And um, he told me to come play over there with all the varsity guys. And I started playing with them. And then um, I actually got cut for my basketball team, 10th grade year. And then when I came back, he was like, hey, you ready to work now? And I was like, yeah, I'm ready to work. And then after that, he started introducing me into the idea of, you know, spirituality. Um, I read my first book that for fun, which was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, okay. from front to back. And he introduced me to that, started changing my language, started changing the way I started thinking of things because his, his motto is always, I don't want to make workers, I want to make thinkers. That's why it's called think and grow rich, not work and grow, not work hard and grow rich. He wants to make a bunch of thinkers in the community. Um, but the, the funny thing is he doesn't like getting on podcasts or anything like that. He just, his thing, he sees the enjoyment in watching all of us, you know, grow and do his message. He has guys he trained in the NBA, 
like basketball. He has, you know, me out here speaking at schools, guys that play basketball in Mexico. He just sees like that. And that's what really kind of got me shifted into this idea of mindset and everything. That is awesome. That's powerful because, you know, a lot of people, they either um, don't have a mentor or they don't appreciate the one that they have. Because mm -hmm. just like just like you said, you know, you thought he was just a basketball, you know, coach or, you know, and he was just going to help you with basketball. But what he was there was for was to help you with life. Mm, yes. And that is amazing because, you know, I mean, people would kill for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true now, was he responsible for you stepping into the metaphysics arena or was that something that yes, came Yes, he was. He was, too. So. I started, you know, I started going to um, actual church because I was going with my friends on the weekend when I was staying at night there because I didn't want to stay at home. Because yeah. like I was saying before, I was sleeping on, I was sleeping on a rocking chair with with a with a jacket on, freezing cold. Um, so he actually did, like he started. I started going to church with them, and then I just started going around saying, "Yeah, I'm Christian now. I'm Christian." Because I went to church like one time, but I was like, "Yeah, I just, I, you know, I got baptized. I did everything. Yeah, you know I mean, I was like, let's go. I went there one time. Let's get it. Like this is my first time going to church when I was like 17, 18 years old. Wow. And then I went back to the the pal the next day. Yeah, like ever. And then I went back to the pal the next day, and he just straight up said, um, "All right, Carlos. So, uh, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I'm Christian. He's like, do you even know what that means? And I was like, yeah, it means you you study the Bible, right? And you you know believe in God. And he's like, no. Do you know what you're praying to? Do you know what you're doing? Um, I'm not saying you're not a Christian, but I'm telling you to go do your own research first. So he started sending me videos every single day. He introduced me to the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary by Charles Fillmore. He started just studying. We started studying the word together and I started realizing like, well, hold on. Maybe I jumped the gun a little bit, right? Then we started studying more than that. Quran, uh, stuff like, like just different books that were just mm -hmm. spiritual. And yeah. that's when he introduced me into that metaphysics. And I'm like, you know, this is what I believe in. This makes sense to me, regardless yeah. of, you know, we were kind of talk about it. If everybody's going this way, that's probably the wrong way to go. I started going this way and I'm like, well, this might be right. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is uh, so many people are down on what they're not up on. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we talked about that in, a, in, in the green room. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about that in the green room, how, you know, you start talking about this stuff and then people start, you know, with the the hate. Mm -hmm. like better. Yeah. And it's like, so how do you how did you deal with that when you first? Well, started? he told me if you don't have haters, you're not doing something right. That's what he told me. That. So he's like, if you got the more haters you have, the more you're doing something right. And to be honest, that's one of the uh, seven universal laws of success. It's called polarity. Um, and it's the idea, you know what I mean, that you have to have a left to have a right, you have to have a up to have a down, everything. Is, so the more haters I had, the more supporters I also had as well. So and the people that play, and that's the one thing, and it sounds crazy, but that's the one thing Jesus in the Bible, Oprah Winfrey and Donald Trump all have in common. And they know how to play off the law of polarity. You know what I mean? You can see that. I mean, the, the people from MAGA broke into the White House for him. You know what I mean? But then there's some people that are like, yo, this guy's crazy and he's insane. You know what I mean? He's a little extreme, but it's same thing with, I just watched Malcolm X. Same thing with Malcolm X, right? He was extreme and people hated him and he was killed by his own, you know, brothers and sisters. But he was, um, but he also was loved by so many because of, he, because of those haters, right? They helped, you know, fuel who he was. 
So yeah, yeah that, that's what I, that's what I've just seen it. I've just seen it as all right. I'm, I must be doing something right. I'm getting better. Yes, yes, I agree with that. That that is yeah, that's wholehearted. Um, my husband actually says the same thing. He says because um, I, I would get all upset. It would upset mm -hmm. me because I don't you know I don't want people to be vilifying me. You know. Yeah. But and so I for a while I even just really kind of stopped talking about it like that. You know. But mm -hmm. then I decided, and actually my mother said something to me one day she said you know she said you're holding back mm -hmm. and I was like he's right yeah so I stopped and I was like you know what I'm not holding back I'm going to share this truth because it is true you know and mm -hmm. if they don't like it you know they can go to hell I mean it doesn't matter to me you know <laughs> or they can do whatever they want to do but I'm not you know I'm not going to take that to heart you mm -hmm. know what I mean and so that I know that that was like it was kind of difficult because for me, I felt like that was probably a part of my little short people pleasing thing to die. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we, I think we all probably have just a little bit of that. Even some people have a whole lot of it, you know, where they just, mm -hmm. that's how they run their life. But I think a lot of us, we still have that little part where, you know, we're still trying to little bit people please, even if we're not, you know, all the way doing that. You know, so it's yeah. like, okay, that's that's out. That's gone. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you don't worry about that. So when you decided to write your book, mm -hmm. you know, did it, was it something that flowed easily for you or was it difficult for you to write? Because the reason I asked that is because I was watching an interview with um, Chris um, Gardner, um, The mm -hmm. Pursuit of Happiness. Yes, I know Chris. And he, he was talking and they asked him, was it more difficult? i never forget this because I internalized that. But they asked him, was it harder to write the book or was it harder to live the life? And he said, it was harder to write the book because while you're living the life, you ain't got time to think about that. You're just trying to think about living the life. You know, they were talking about like when he was changing baby in the in the subway and all this stuff mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, trying to find somebody to watch it while he was work trying to work and all this, these different things. And he said, yeah, he said it was harder to write the book because you had to put yourself back in that space that you had gotten out of, mm -hmm. you know, and you had to actually, you know, go into those scenarios that maybe you either forgot or you push them down so that you could survive you know all of that kind of stuff so that that was why I asked that question yeah uh first of all yeah I love Chris Gardner too as well because I mean him I love watching entrepreneurs you know obviously but especially African-American entrepreneurs because I just yeah. feel like we have a we have a grit that's just like because we know we we have to we know the go a little harder <laughs> yeah yeah so we have a little bit more grit to get things and every time I watch that movie it like motivates me um but I would say it was really difficult to write the book because that's not my first attempt at writing a book I mean the first time I tried to write a book was when I was 11 and we were in this competition <laughs> yes yes I tried to write a book and I always told people this is how good I am at festival so I was always like yo I'm gonna be an author though like you guys don't know like I'm really gonna be an author and everybody's just like okay da, da, da. so me yeah and, yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah like laughing at it because that's what they do they laugh at you first mm -hmm. then when they see you doing it they ridicule you and then after you make it it's oh I know that person that's all that's always how it goes right oh wait the next one is uh what can you give what? me some money <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So it's like it was like they they literally would. So they were laughing at me when I tried to do it, and I literally wrote a book from hand. And I mean, it was so terrible. It really was. It was a novel. 
I got so I got tired of writing a book like halfway through it, so I put one page that just all had all Z's on it. It was just like, like it was just like I was that bored. Like, I was just like, you know what? And then I gave up. And then I tried again in college, uh, probably in high school again. Try to write a book again, didn't work. Then I tried again in college, write a novel again because I wanted to write a novel about a story that um could talk a little bit about the metaphysics. That turned out terrible too. Um, and it was just like, I just got bored again. And then finally I was writing this book and I kid you not, I've been working on this book for a while, even though it's only a hundred pages. I promise you I was working on it for, I swear it was like two years. just like working on it because I never finished it. And then one night I um, came home because I was working as a district manager at another company and I was so stressed out from work. I was there? like, Yo. I'm, I'm at a different company now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was at another company where district manager, I was running like 10 stores in Philly. And I was just so stressed out. Like it was just bad. Like, I, I mean, it was the worst job ever. That's I had stressful. the worst, I, the worst district in the whole country. And I'm talking about they had 2,500 plus stores. um, And I had the 10 worst ones in the entire country. And then on top of that, it was like I was driving an hour, sometimes two hours to work um, every single day. It got real lonely. It was bad. Like, and I was the youngest one too. So I wasn't ready for the stress. I mean, the money was good, but I wasn't ready for the stress. And I just came home. I'm just like, you know what? I can't do this for the rest of my life. Like I'm seeing these guys looking their forties, 50 years old doing this. So I just, I will never do this. I promise that I will not do this in another day. I'm telling you, I literally told myself, I said, yo, when I publish this book a year from now, I will not be here at this job. I literally said that I will not be at a job. A year from now, like it's probably a stamp. So I literally just started going into my book, typing away at the keyboard. I slept all night. I wrote basically I wrote the book in a night, like literally started going crazy, typed up the whole book in one night. And then I got my money and I paid the publisher. I'm like, yo, publish this. We gotta get this out there. And it actually took the publisher longer to publish the book than it did for me to actually write the rest of it. And you know, that was some learning process because you know people like to get over you and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah that was you can, do, you can do that, that's just uh yeah, I learned, I, I figured out because my sister, like I told you before, she's an influencer. So she told me she self-published about a couple of her books. And I'm like, dang, if only I'd listen to you first instead of my father-in-law, who uh, he also got, you know, she kind of got over on him too, but he has a book also, a children's book. So yeah, it was like difficult. But once I got started, I was like, yeah, I can't do this no more. And that like opened up so much, you know, stuff for me because it was like, it's just like, I'm an author now, right? Just like now, my winner's win is official. I'm a CEO now. I got, I just feel different. Like it's real. And it's like, I am a personal authority. So now I have to really help as many people as possible. Yes. That is so powerful. That is so powerful. <laughs> that is just that. <laughs> Ooh, that's so powerful. And I mean, I'm just, I celebrate you because you're so young and you're so <laughs> evolved, you know, and, and you know, your generation is, not that yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know that your age you know your people in your generation they still live at home you know or yeah. they didn't already finish college and then went to move back home because you know yeah yeah, yeah. so nah, I'm just, nah, nah. I love you know I love that I love that I'm, I'm just I'm, I just celebrate you um but what was I going to ask you so uh as you go you still want to own a basketball team? Yeah, I'm going to purchase a basketball team. So all that stuff that's going to happen, it's going to happen. And um, also, too, as well, for the people that are my age, too, 
it's okay if you didn't, right? Everybody moves to be their own drum. It's just, I have a mission. So my mission is going to take me a little bit longer, right? Like I'm trying to be the next Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Like I can't, I can't, I can't waste time right now. That's the only reason why I'm on a mission now, right? I'm trying to create something for us. And it's going to take me sacrificing a lot of stuff that maybe you guys are doing, like the audience, if they're like my age, they're going to, I'm going to have to sacrifice a lot of stuff that they do now so that I could build something bigger for us in our kids and our kids' kids down the line. So that's why. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely want to own a basketball team. Um, I will actually own one. I do own one. I'm, I'm you know, I'm claiming it now. It's just going to, reality just has to catch up. I love it. I love it. I love it. So now what actually is one of the metaphysical principles that you just embraced? Like as you started learning met about metaphysics, what's one of the principles that you just embraced? And I'm going to share mine. Okay. <laughs> I love the law of circulation mm -hmm. and the law of expectancy. Mm-hmm. And I practiced the law of assumption quite regularly, even before I knew that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So what are, are some of the principles that, that, you know, that just, you know, that you grabbed hold of that lit you up as you started studying? Yeah. Um, whew, it's, it's a couple. I know one thing that is a me method that I use and I've started using this recently. And it's funny because it's kind of metaphysical, but it's really like manifestation type of thing. And it's called the three, six, nine method. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you write your goals three times in the morning, six times and then afternoon and nine times at night. But you do it as if you already claimed it because you did claim it. You have it. Reality just has to catch up to you. Right. And I like to think that we're all and it's true. We're all in the same reality. We're just a different frequency. So everybody's a different frequency. So, you know, when I really believe in, I mean, like I said, they're going to laugh at you at first, you know, then they're going to ridicule you. Then they're going to say they knew you. And like you said, they're going to ask you for money. But it's <laughs> like I tried to I tried to put you on this before. Uh, that's one of the things I do. Another thing I love too, as well, is the definition of heaven from a metaphysical standpoint. And the definition of heaven is when your mind, spirit, and body are all in harmony, right? And like I said, a lot of times, like, you know, I get ridiculed for this too as well, is that like, I don't know, I can't speak for it if heaven is a real place or not, but I do know it's a mindset. It's a state that you can be in and you can achieve that by, you know, your mind, body, and spirit all being. So you got to constantly work all three of these things. That's why I'm always reading, um, you know, 100 books a year, eight books a month. I'm constantly uh, meditating because I'm getting my spirit up there. I'm constantly working out because I have to make sure everything is in harmony, all going to, you know, one place because that's what makes happiness is one word. And that's progress. Canny, constant and never ending improvement. If you're constantly and never ending improving every single day, of course, you're going to be happy because you're getting better than you were yesterday. And by the time you're, you know, the year is up, you're 365% better. And that's why I say I help people achieve in a quarter of time. That's four years right there. You did in one. You know what I mean? And one in three months, you just did a year because you're trying to get better every single day. A lot of times people hold off on it. So those are the principles that I really live by. That is so, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. The three, six, nine method. So three times in the morning, six times in the noon and nine times at night. Yes, ma'am. And basically as if you already have the thing. Yes, yes, yes. I do it every single time. I'm a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. I was gonna I'm say the number one the speaker point. ever. Yeah. 
because I noticed that a lot of people are when they're on that manifestation um, journey, they're like, oh, well, I will have I see people post it on Facebook and stuff. And I say, no, either you have it or you don't. Yes, you not will have it. You either have it. If you're if you're manifesting, you have it. It is already mm -hmm. there, you know, and, and one of the things that I believe is that we have basically already lived this life. Yes. So like this is like a deja vu for us. Like we've already had mm -hmm. this conversation. <laughs> we've already done it. But it's like a, a, a deja vu for us. And that's why a lot of times I see people are there like, oh, this is deja vu. I'm like, it's all deja vu, really. <laughs> yes. You know, you know what's so that's something that actually Tink taught me. Another lesson, shout out to Tink again. Uh, but we in the beginning, it even says we were made in a likeness and image of the most high God, right? So that makes us gods, but lowercase g, not the most high God, though, right? But how he works is he knows the ending, but now we're at that he goes backwards. So he already knows the ending, and now we're at, and we're at the beginning now, and it's just like he already knows what's all gonna happen. We're the same thing. We know we really know what how the ending is. We know how the ending is, but now we have to work backwards. So when you state these things like I already have them now, you're just like you said, you're reliving through because you already have that. It's already done. It's already achieved you know the ending, right? I mean, I did an exercise when I, I wrote my own, um, what's that thing called when you, in a funeral, when they read it to us today. I wrote my own obituary. I know who I am. I know how it's going to end. But now, now it's just like life has to just catch up to me. Reality is taking its time getting up to me. And that's because of the law of gestation. It just, everything has a, a time, right? A baby can't be born before nine months. Well, I guess it could, but it's supposed to be nine months though. Yeah. So it just it just hasn't happened because it's not time yet, but I know that's already happening. It's already achieved. I'm just working backwards. So we work just like God. God knows everything already. He knows it's gonna happen. We are the same way. Yes, yes. That oh that that yeah. <laughs> that that is just so powerful because that just to know that puts you in a better place. Mm -hmm. You know, because you think about all the people that, you know, and actually I was just, just talking to the spirit about this today. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, so many people are so suicidal mm -hmm. and they're suicidal about, I mean, you know, cause if you think about what was it, that crash, the stock market crashed in the twenties when yeah. people were jumping out the, the window. Mm -hmm. Oh wait, 2008 too. <laughs> we yeah. have people doing that then too. Mm -hmm. and so you think about that it's like okay so is that all there is for you you know what I mean so it's like when mm -hmm. you when you get this place where where you are it's like you know that your story's already been written mm -hmm. and you know that you that you're still going and you still keep going and all of this stuff but it's like you know when you look at people and you you see because I don't know about you, but sometimes I can see that on people. Mm -hmm. You know what so I mean? Look, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And it's like the people that do that suicide stuff is because so looking to I, I definitely believe in, you know, writing things down that you already have in long term goals. Right. But a lot of times people think so much in the future that they don't live the present or show gratitude for where they came. Right. So. Yeah. That's what makes them start to get unhappy. And then they're thinking too far ahead, right? All right, yes, the stock market crashed. Okay, cool, boom. That's, you know, you're thinking, you automatically, are, you're, you're just fear comes to your mind, which is just imagination of the worst case scenario. It didn't yes. even happen yet. You know what I mean? You're imagining something that didn't even happen yet. So you just have to focus on 
how can I win today? If you just focus on how to, and I, that's why I love this book by Ed, Ed I'm, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but it's Ed Millett, or it's like M-Y-L-E-T-T. Milet. It's called Milet, right? It's just the power of one more. Literally, if you just focus on the day right now, if you win today, then you then tomorrow, you just focus on tomorrow. Like I said, by the time the month's up, I don't even look at, I don't even, like after I write my goals down, I don't even look at my five-year goals. Like I said, I just already manifest. I already know who I am. I just write down my goals for today. That's going to get me to that, that, you know, that goal, right? I just, all right, how can I win today? All right, get one more customer. All right, one more customer a day. Then by the end of the month, I got 30 new customers. And I look back and I go, dang, I got 30 new customers. I was only looking for one, you know, one a day because I'm just focused on that. End of the year, you got 365 customers. Now, depending on what kind of product you're selling, right? If I'm selling a $100 product, I just made 36,000, 36 grand, right? If I got a $10 product, I made 3,000. You know what I mean? It, you just got to look at it just, all right, just the power of one. I just need to win one over every single, just one more, one push up, you know, one client, one customer, one podcast, right? And then when you go back and look at it, you can really, you can really look like, oh, I accomplished all this because I just focused on right now, just winning this moment. That is so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> that is so powerful because you know if you think about it you're right people try to stay so much in the future and I think about it now because the book that I read that that shifted that for me was um the power of now mm -hmm. um what's that what's his name can't think of it, it starts with an e <laughs> <laughs> The power of now. I remember that thing because when I found it, of course, I listened to it on the audiobooks because um yeah. Because <laughs> I have eight thousand books that I'm reading too, and then I'm doing studying the school thing, and yeah. So I, I listened to it on audibles, but um to me it was like, you know, so many people get so caught up, you know, in the thinking way over there, or either they're back here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I I can understand that because I found myself doing that with the past thing just because, like I said, you know, I'm 54 years old, so I had a lot of history now. <laughs> so I think about you know some of the things in the past, and so I know that part of um, some things that I had to deal with and blockages that I had was because of things that had I dealt with in the past. You know, mm -hmm. and so I was you know in our minds just normally compare. You know, yeah. even though we shouldn't. We yep. It just does it. Yeah. So what would you um, say to somebody that came to you and told you that? Well, comparison, first of all, is the thief of joy. That's the first thing. The second thing is you should compare, right? But not the way you think about it. You should be comparing who you were yesterday to who you are today, right? That's the only person I'm worried about, right? I mean, if you want to lose weight, and David Goggins talks about this idea. Um, you ever heard of David Goggins before? I love him. Yes. He says, put all of the mean stuff people say about you on sticky notes and put it on your mirror. And then every morning, read those things. And on the other side, have the positive version of that. Because a lot of times what people are saying about you, it might be true, right? Of course, the way they're saying it is messed up, but it might be true, right? So now, all right, if you're tired of hearing this thing, all right, how today can I get better so that I'm not worried about, you know, so I'm not this person anymore, right? Okay. You're looking in the mirror. It's like, yeah, all right, yeah, I am fat. Okay, cool. What am I going to do about losing weight then? 
every day you got to listen to that stuff because we're going to hear it anyway, right? Zig Ziglar talks about it now. 80% of what you hear right now that comes into you, like you consume is negative, 80% of it. All day long, the yes. TV, what people are saying, what your music is, 80% of it is negative. But you got to be willing to filter it out by just thinking about who you want to become. And that starts with asking yourself the right questions. You're, you're asking yourself the wrong questions. Oh, yeah, like, why are they calling me fat? Why are they doing it? It's all right, you know, why not? You know what I mean? You want them to call somebody else fat? Like, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be you, right? So you should be asking yourself, really, how can I lose? And then it's not even, and I don't like to look at negative, not how can I lose weight, okay? How can I get a healthy body? right? To take all the negative stuff out because our mind really can't even, our mind can't even process negative, right? If I told you right now, okay, and this is exercise that I do, right? If I tell you right now, okay, don't think of elephants. The first thing you did was an elephant came to your mind because you didn't hear don't at all. You don't, you heard think of elephants. So instead of saying, you know, uh, how do I, you know, stop smoking? Oh, you're not going to hear none of the negative. You're going to just see smoking, you got to think about what can I replace that negative habit with to make it positive, right? Let me just focus on the positive stuff, not the negative thing. And mm-hmm. when you start doing that and you start comparing it, next thing you know, I, I went in that day one, day two, day, you know, a month go by, then a year go by, and you're not even that same person. So it's like, wow, I stopped comparing myself because I was just worrying about getting better. And social media plays a big part in it, too. I ain't going to lie. You see them oh, people yeah. all the time posting on there, talking about all oh, But a lot of that stuff is lies anyway. Yep. I know people that post all this stuff on social media, going on trips and stuff. And, you know, I play basketball with his dad um, on the weekend. His dad's like, well, yeah, I'm the one paying for those trips. But you think it's him, though. Like, oh, my gosh, I thought this had all the money. But no, it's his dad paying for everything, right? So it's like. Don't compare yourself, man. It, it really does. Like, just just focus on comparing yourself to who you were yesterday and mm. beating that person out. That's really all you need. That is so powerful. <laughs> That's so powerful. Okay, so now we're going to jump over to the copywriting space. Yeah, I got you, Morgan. I got you. <laughs> because that right there, I mean, we could have ended it on that. But I want you to talk a little bit about what you do in order to help people with the copy, because mm-hmm. that, it, that can be a challenge, especially um, in the social media world, because things change all the freaking time. You know, like mm-hmm. what, what was good copy two years ago ain't good copy no more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what no, you, I agree. You know, how, explain how you work with people with the copy as far as. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, copy. Yes. The. The I would say kind of like the way it's done kind of changes, but the core stays the same pretty much, right? People buy from people they know, like, and trust. So how can you get this person to know you? How can you get this person to like you? And how can you get this person to trust you? So what I really do is I help people build like, well, it's like startups. So I work with young minority professionals and startup businesses so a lot of the times these professionals they they either want to grow in their business like i i I support the nine to five workers you want to grow up in the corporate world you can i have all the motivation for you all the tips and tricks right because they go together start a business it all goes together because it's all sales sales is just you communicating someone to take action that's all copywriting is so what i do is i help them build organic funnels right and um if you don't know if you're not familiar what a funnel is um, I can give you plenty of examples of funnels, right? Even when you're in a grocery store and you go and you do your shopping or whatever, right? When you go to the register, what's uh, what's setting at the register? 
all kinds yep. of crap they want you to buy. Candy bar, it just that's candy the order bars book right there. Right? Junk. Yep. yep. So I help people with building their funnel, but organically, right? It's just mastering each step. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I do right now. Like I said, the core things pretty much stay the same though, for the most part, when it comes to copy. That's what's up. That is so powerful. So do you have anything that you want to share as far as, because um, we're going to land this plane, but do you have anything that you want to share as far as, like, do you have any programs or anything that you're you're working on or, you know, mm -hmm. something that you want to bring people into and then tell people where they can, you know, the best place to find you? Yeah, of course. Um, So the uh, course that I'm, I actually have one product that I sell, right? The Power of One, right? So um, one product that I'm currently selling right now, and this is just a little subscription, $10 a month. It is called my Winners Win uh, newsletter, 2.0 newsletter. And literally, it is a newsletter that physically gets sent to your house and teaches you different like tips and tricks when it comes to marketing your business, marketing yourself, and helping you with your mindset because like I said it all goes together because I spend a lot of time just studying human behavior um so that's what it is also it comes with a members area where you can actually meet with like-minded other individuals on there and it has daily you know just a lot of daily tips and tricks as well on top of why you wait for the physical newsletter to get to you um and you know like if anything it's just Sometimes even the tips or tricks that I give daily, they might just be a pick me up. Like uh, it's a quick thing just to get you ready for your day, just to get you started. Right. Even that by itself is probably worth 10 bucks a month. Um, so, yeah, that's just really all I that's really all. I, that's the only product I sell. I get my book out for free, as you see uh, right now. So if you want my free book, you can get that as well. Winners win. Um, and you can find me on my website, which is Carlos J. Henry wins. But wins is with a Z dot com. Um, and on there, I have my social media platforms you can follow. I have a blog, subscribe to the newsletter, get a free book, or hop on the Winner's Men podcast, honestly. So that's really what I got. That is so powerful. All right. And so now one last question. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I'm going to be, well, I am a billionaire. Uh, so <laughs> in five years, a billionaire definitely um, and just not just a billionaire, but revolution, like being like a revolutionary, right? Like I said, maybe not the next Malcolm X, not the next Martin Luther King, but the first Carlos Henry. That was right? and, to say that. <laughs> and, like the and, first Henry. Yeah, and just building a Wall Street and just like right now it's like the newsletter is like a small, just an online platform, but building like a physical, just like Wall Street for young minority entrepreneurs, something that we can all um we can share our money with each other. We can help each other grow and we can also sell to, you know, other people as well. Like, you know, I mean, it'd be obviously for everybody, but the community will be strictly for us and helping, you know, young minorities grow. So they don't got to go through uh, certain things that I had to go through through life. Yeah, I think that's so positive and powerful. Um, that's so powerful. I, I just, you know, this conversation, <laughs> I could probably talk to you for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been so amazing and I hope that y'all got something out of this because this for me I took notes I got notes <laughs> I was like you know what it is so amazing and refreshing um to talk to young people that you know got it together that really you know understand life 
you know, and, mm-hmm. and you are one of them. Matter of fact, I bragged on you even the last time we, we talked. Yeah. You were so good, you know, such a young man, you know, because you were even younger, younger than that then. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I appreciate you getting me on here a second time as well. Yeah. Um, definitely. It's always a pleasure when I come on here. <laughs> yeah, always. All right. So we're going to land this plane. Um, any last words that you would like to say to anybody, say even somebody that was in the position that you were in when you wrote the book? Um, I would I mean, just say, in the book, you know, yeah, 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 I would just say, uh, take it one day at a time, right? You know, one thing, one thing is just taking it one day at a time. Don't forget God and all of it. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like whenever something, quote unquote, I never had a bad day in my life, but whenever I had a challenging day, as soon as I opened up the Bible and started studying, just everything just turned around. It happens to me every single time. If I go a while without studying, then I start studying, boom, eventually everything just starts happening. Like, great. I'm like, this is good. But just focus on winning today and just getting through today because there will be a better tomorrow as long as you focus on today. And those resources are not going to be, they're not supposed to be easy to get because if they were everybody would get them but you have to go do your own digging go to those libraries you know what i mean instead of asking for them new shoes um go and ask for the books that you can just stack up and just read them and consume your knowledge and then you know by that time you're going to be even further than me because leaders are readers so yes leaders are readers i love it leaders are readers i had to write that one down <laughs> My daughter used to say, reading is fundamental and fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Some of y'all might remember that. With um, What was his name? LeVar Burton. Riff. Mm-hmm. Reading is fundamental and fun. <laughs> All right. So thank y'all for joining us. It's been an incredible, incredible, incredible talk. Um, those of you that are listening on the anchor platform or all the places where it is, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, all these places, um, the show notes, his links and where you can find him and all that stuff will be in the show notes, um, as well as his website and all of that kind of stuff. So make sure that you continue to follow this wonderful young man because he is, he gonna have a basketball team and I can't wait because I'm going to be, um, you know, in the, in the box. <laughs> Three tickets. Yep, I'm ready. So uh, so make sure that you're following him because he is one to watch. He is really one to watch. I could see him in 30, 30 for 30. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us on Straight Out of Savannah. And if you have something that you are changing the planet with and you would like to come on Straight Out of Savannah and talk about it, reach out to me. You can find me. You can Google me. You can find me everywhere. I'm on every social media platform, just about. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Alignable, um, fan base. <laughs> you can everywhere. find me pretty much everywhere and you can Google me. So um, so anyway, so reach out to me if that is something that's on your heart, like you've written a book or you have a program or something that you're doing that is helping to change this planet. So again, thank y'all for joining us. It's been so amazing. Carlos, thank you for joining me. This has been so good. This has been so good. So again, bye y'all. Hi, this is Tammy. What if you could live your life without being in burnout? 
without feeling stuck, without feeling extreme irrational fear, without living with autoimmune conditions, without living unfulfilled, without living in fight or flight, without being able to always be on edge, without living in freeze. What if that was possible for you? And one of the things that I do in my healing sessions is I help you to shift from these things into the next great version of yourself. So if this is somewhere that you've been living, then I would advise you to give me a call. Reach out to me. Send me a message. I'm Tammy Morrison all over all social media. My YouTube channel is Tammy Morrison. My business page on Facebook is Unleashing Your True Self. On LinkedIn, I'm Tammy Morrison and Unleashing Your True Self. You can reach out to me via email at Tammy, T-A-M-M-I dot Unleashing Your True Self at Outlook.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much. I know you've been blown away with the amazing value here today. Now go out and inspire the planet and be sure to send us a message when you're ready to come talk about it on Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy.